Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda, but you can call me the cheese. I'm Donnie, and I'm non-demental. I'm Adrian, and fuck the whole world, and you got your murder case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're discussing David Lynch and Angelo Badalamenti's experimental, let's call it a music it's a concert, video. It's a concert movie, technically. It's a turd. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, Industrial Symphony Number 1, The Dream of the Broken Heart. I'm still waiting on part that. two. <laughs> <laughs> the Nightmare of the Broken Hearted? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, all lyrics were written by Lynch. And all music by and, uh, Angelo Bettelmonti. Yeah. Woo! And Lynch, apparently. But, um, no, he worked with uh, Tim Booth from the band James. I don't know what the band um, James is. Nope. Um, they did the, uh, um, Crazy in the 90s. See, if it's from the uh, 90s, you're going to lose me, like, right away. Well, this is, like, a very, very 90s album. Oh, goddamn! But it. But it, it's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. It's um, Booth and the Bad Angel. Really, really good stuff. Huh. But it is it is very, very much uh, 90s music, so. Oh, fucking 90s. Um, Stupid-ass 90s <laughs> oh, not being you. the 80s. <laughs> Go home, 90s. You're drunk. Fair enough. Of course, uh, most of well, all the music is sung by uh, Julie Cruz. Yeah, it's uh, from her um, album "Floating Into the Night." Mumbled from Julie Cruz that uh, that uh, Betty Lamenti and Lynch produced. They also produced her second album, "Voice of Love," in '93. After that, she was on her own. <laughs> dead. She's dead to them. She didn't have another album until 2002. Big comeback album, "The Art of Being a Girl," and then she followed that right up nine years later in 2011 with I don't remember the name of it, and I don't think anybody bought it. So that's a wonderful album name. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was that one band that had an album where where the the title begins? The boy bands have won, and then there's like this whole like long paragraph talking about how you can't try to freeze culture. <laughs> Who the hell was that? It was beautiful. <laughs> So um um I was I was Get to it, Twitter. In, in reading up about about uh, this week's experiment um I read up a little about uh, Mr. Bettelamenti. Uh he was born in 1937. Uh he was the son of a Sicilian fish market owner. Uh he learned to play the piano at age 8 and become an accompanist for singers uh in resorts in the Catskills during his teen years. So that shows you how long ago that was. Um so he did two film scores in the 70s and one TV score, but he didn't start getting regular work in that department until 1986 when he did Blue Velvet. Uh, he followed that up with A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Hells yeah! Hell yeah. And then Norman Mailer's Tough Guys Don't Dance. <laughs> oh, and Dream Warriors, by the way, featuring, uh, well, at this moment uh, in time, the future Mrs. Cage, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, but mostly Dokken, so... Yeah, but mostly, mostly Dokken. Oh, by the way, in reading up on Mr. Battlementi, I realized that I have been, uh, I've been, like, making a completely erroneous statement on several of our previous casts here. Uh, so I need, I need to submit an, an official retraction here. Um, I, 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 for some reason, I was under the mistaken belief that, that Battlementi had scored Wes Craven's Scream movies. That was not him at all. Just, 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 just wipe that one off. That was actually Marco Beltrami. Marco mm. Beltrami was born in 1966 
and is just a brazen little hooker who's cruising for a beating. What a oh. yeah. <laughs> my the more you know. <laughs> okay, so uh, pe- people at home, you may never watch this, but it is available in its entirety on YouTube. It's only fifty Don't minutes long. Uh, it's it's not mm. really a short, and it's not really a movie. It, it it's sort of like a concert yeah. performance thing. It's a couple of songs off of "Floating into the Night" with Julie Cruz, and I think one of the songs didn't appear until "Voice of Love." Like, and Julie Cruz, by the way, is the one who sings the theme song for Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, and has been in the show a couple times, as well as in uh, Fire. Yeah, she's Walk also an actress. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like in those, she was always performing. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I mean, she's, she, she's done, she's done like Broadway shows and stuff or like off Broadway yeah. stuff. Oh. You know? Yeah. She, she does things. Yeah, Come she on, did don't, this. don't, don't pull the carpet out from under. That's Julie Cruz. She got that haircut <laughs> floating around in a dress. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we get, we get our Nicolas Cage early on in this movie. We don't really have to wait for him mm. because it opens with a scene that's, uh, basically a, a minute and 40 seconds, maybe to two minutes. And it, it's it's uh, it's Nick Nicholas Cage and uh, Laura Dern all over again in characters who are basically Sailor and Lula, and basically and, yeah. uh, he breaks up with her over the phone. Over the phone, you sound far away. I I think I got to take off, baby. What <laughs> you're joking me, right? Oh, it's not you. It's just us that I can't handle. <laughs> Click. I can't do it no more. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was just too intense. All their lovemaking. <laughs> so yeah, that follow up, sort, like. sort of partial wild at heart uh, follow up here. We learned that it actually didn't work out. Uh, and from there, we get into the uh, the industrial uh, stage set with the TVs and the uh, and the wrecked car and the hospital uh, bed and the and the, the pipe silo and the yeah the grain silo and the uh, mm-hmm. yeah no there's the high tension tower and there's the bombers and there's all kinds of so uh, apparently way the hell back in the '60s when uh, when David Lynch was at art school he'd create like these these like metal sculptural things and he'd call them his industrial symphonies so that's where all this comes from. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was his point of entry into the whole thing anyway. I mean, David Lynch's first film is this, is this short animated thing. It's, it's of a, it's of a painting that he did called Six Men Getting Sick Seven Times. Oh. And it, and it's like one of those old, uh, cold medicine commercials. It shows like, like, like the bile going up through them and they all vomit. <laughs> it's kind of oh, neat. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been, uh, I've been Speaking really, of vomit. really sick. <laughs> Yeah, I've been like super duper sick again. And uh, I found out that the best way to enjoy this, uh, I guess, video, whatever, uh, concert is while you're robo tripping, you've got a fever and you're eating enchiladas. And then soon you'll be like the little guy in the movie and you'll be off sawing logs. Those damn enchiladas. <laughs> of course, like I, I didn't actually get to eat enchiladas, but I could just safely assume that it's better with enchiladas because everything is. 
Were you swept away by his <laughs> surrealism? Was it surreal enough um, for you? This was you this was it? this was too much of a music video for me, honestly. Um, like some yeah. some of the Julie Cruz songs are all right, although I couldn't hang with a lot of it. Um, it's it's very trancy, you know, like and like mumbling. like like she's she she's so she's she's in this dress and she is floating in the air for most of it. She's on wires for like the whole thing. Although let me tell you, I I did I did enjoy the part where at the end of one of the songs is a screaming sound. She she falls, bounces off the car, and then these guys in like pit crew outfits come <laughs> with with lamps, and they revive Meet Satan off of the stretcher. Yeah, that's the <laughs> beginning of the scary Mormon hell dreams. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, that's that's when yeah Pinky's bubble dream is about to change from there, as the announcer tells us. Yeah, so and 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 the little dude from a uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me is 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 holding the light on 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 uh, Meet Satan, I guess, to defeat him because ah. it, it, it all sort of whites out from there. But that, it's yes. it's a guy on stilts in this in this weird meat suit with antlers and like kind of like a crocodile yeah. head, you know. And I should mention the small man that was sawing a pipe. He, that's pretty much what's in my head during every one of these films we've been watching. <laughs> it's just a small man <laughs> sawing a pipe in my head. Um, the small man being Michael J. Anderson, yes. who is known as uh, what was it the the man from another world or whatever from uh, Twin Peaks and uh, it's kind of a crazy story yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um, there was apparently a really damn good reason he wasn't in Twin Peaks Um, the revival because um, well now he's a a strong Trump supporter which you know we don't want to get political so whatever but but, wait 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 wait. Trump Trump doesn't want short people supporting him they're losers <laughs> was the reason he wasn't in Twin Peaks because they didn't have a bit part for him? God damn it! <laughs> I would just like to take a moment to apologize for talking. <laughs> his his uh, ideas. Hey, I didn't apologize for you trying to own. glam on yourself for meeting a fucking UFO. All just no one gives a shit about. I give a shit. I I'm not gonna apologize for anything. You just you take take it or leave it, baby. You you do you. (laughs) Anyway, um, what is not okay is that he's also made a lot of anti-Semitic and anti-Islam remarks. And um, does he hang out with uh, Mel Gibson much and Zack Snyder too? Yeah, Yeah, apparently (laughs) all the celebrities. But here's the big thing. Um, that, um, oh God! God damn it. <laughs> yeah, tell be us that the kind big of thing episode. about the little man. <laughs> now I just want to get into Schooly D lyrics. You guys better hurry up here. <laughs> so, um, he implied oh, no. that. Lynch had that David Lynch had raped his own daughter and that he was also responsible for um I guess he, he See, the, the, plotted the, the, yeah. the other things were fine but then he started bringing this up and David Lynch is like you know I think I'm gonna reconsider bringing him back <laughs> The 9-11 remark was just a little too far for him. No, he, he also implied that he was behind the death and murder of his own best friend, Jack Nance. Yeah. 
Jack Nance so, died when he tangled with a guy. He tangled with some kid, and the guy hit him in the face, and he wound up with like some kind of uh, you know contusion or some shit, and there was blood on the brain. Yeah, but it, you can't in plan this that shit. Case, you know? uh, the wee fella was trying to uh, trying to imply that that was all David Lynch's plan, his nefarious well, plan. He could, I guess he can go hang out with Roseanne now. Um, yeah. Um, right. And then uh, that but, uh, that um, dude from uh, from uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy yeah. Corgan. Yeah, Bill, Billy Corgan's full of the crazy conspiracy theories too. Well, it is what oh. the kids are into today. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, um, you guys have some crazy. Do we do we know whether or not Roger Ebert saw this? Because I'm thinking, like, after his complaints <laughs> about Lynch not having followed up on Eraserhead with his career, I'm sure, like, he would have Ebert would have been delighted with the uh, Dream of the Brokenhearted here. Well, I mean, I'm surprised He's- for one that this was available on VHS and Laserdisc, but I thought this was just a two day <laughs> thing that they did in New York. Like you know, it actually it actually years. did get performed twice uh, live. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's like designed with that in mind because like it's not it's not done like a polished production like his films. I think I think that is shot on no. video. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's, why... that's why I was thinking that like that both uh, Nick Cage and uh, Laura Dern have like they're over the phone because he probably couldn't get them together in the scene at the moment. And you can't have them perform together. Well, that was so the only probably... time they were seen in this thing, or at least Cage was, if I'm correct. Uh, it, it, yeah, you could say they were tacked on, but uh, they were pretty yeah. much tacked on. Yeah. And 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 uh, and later Anderson there uh, when when he wasn't busy complaining about Jews and Arabs. Uh, uh, he he uh, he redoes their dialogue on stage. Yeah, which was amazing. <laughs> but should have hired Kenny Baker, I guess. A little less racist. Hey, where, where's where's fucking Warwick Davis when you need him? God damn it! It's all about goddamn Warwick Davis. <laughs> Did you ever see that idiot abroad that he was on? <laughs> no, I haven't. You didn't see that one? Oh, dude, you're missing oh, out. No. That one's great. <laughs> Oh man, now I gotta check it yeah, out. That's no, the first thing I'm gonna do when one? we stop recording. But uh for for those for those of you who, uh, what now? Oh, Donnie was asking which one. I, I don't know what season. I saw it over somebody's shoulder. I, I, I used to work with this uh, lady named Jesse and she would she would be running that like all night long and one of the one of the uh, I know they wind up in huh. I think I think in that one they wind up at South at South Africa at one point. I don't know. Hmm. You could you could Google that shit up. I'm sure it'll come up. Um but uh, uh, back to Industrial Symphony uh, Part One, uh, Opus One. Um, um, uh, I, I was I was gonna say like I, I think I think this is like 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 a spinoff movie from Eraserhead. It's like the girl in the radiator, the yeah. movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this just shouldn't even been considered a film. This was just a performance. Well, piece. yeah, well, well, well this is this stuff. is. I mean, this is more of a special feature, really. Yeah, this is something like you would see that Prince would film and kept in his vault. This that is this is the this is Prince. the DVD that you get with the album if you want the version of the album that costs five to ten dollars more. Yes, exactly. Um, so like if, if if you know just just don't think of it as a film. Yeah, I mean, there's the guy in the background of the suspenders who's like on the wires hanging upside down, you know, like the. Well, between the like women dancing on stage in the same dress and all the flashing lights, I was kind of at one point waiting for Freddy's nightmares to begin, but it (laughs) never did happen, which kind of let me down. 
<laughs> and I did recognize for people that were curious, I was able to start fapping to this until I started hearing the air raid sirens because then I started thinking of Silent Hill and that made me scared. Aww. So I couldn't continue with that. You, you, well, you, you mean, you, mean you, you, can't, you can't keep a chub while listening to War Pigs? That's going to be a problem, man. <laughs> you know, it's different sorts for everyone, I guess. Generals gathered in the masses! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't have to pay for the rights for that. <laughs> oh, what? If I was doing it well, we would have got stopped by now of all the things I sang, you know. <laughs> if you fuck it up, it's free. You you like that William Hung guy. I will say they did use another reference in this I did enjoy, which is that I guess love is better as a battlefield instead of heartbreak. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh. But uh, I figured that he was just, he still had the... Um, what do you call them? The um, suspension cords from Wild at Dark. And he was just like, hey, what can I do Don't with this? Don't turn away from love, How sailor. How can I annoy my audience? Don't turn away from love. <laughs> but I'm but, wild uh, you know, yeah, Industrial <laughs> Symphony number one really does have something for everyone. I mean, you get that those pit crew guys, you get the floating chick, and you get the topless lady straddling a car. Yeah. yeah. High That's tension wires. You get uh, a light bulb on a skateboard, you know, That's and uh, once again, meet Satan with really weird screaming noises in the background. Yeah. Which is the part where I came. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember a picnic lunch? La, 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 la. I'm in the trunk. Pretty much the entire movie. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the album well, shit, Floating Into the Night was very well received by critics. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that this didn't start a whole movement of, you know, raining babies from the sky. You know, if you're going to do, like, random, like, uh, you know, artsy, masturbatory music video slash concert movies of albums, why couldn't they have done that from Bad Out of Hell? Because Meatloaf <sighs> would have devoured the children. <laughs> and I would have enjoyed watching it. <laughs> It's like, I still think it was a missed opportunity when it was raining babies to just randomly have Nick Cage pop out and go, it's raining babies. Hallelujah. <laughs> God flip. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was really hoping it was going to follow up with, with them, you know, like kind of intersperse them. Like they could, they could have just yeah. shot like maybe instead of just two minutes, they could have shot five minutes and occasionally like projected it over the players, you know? Yeah, something to something to involve me a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, like you know, well, I think that meatloaf eating babies probably would have involved you more. <laughs> I mean, was Donnie beat face off in that cold California sand. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a baby, said Pete. <laughs> Don't go. You gotta finish the car in the deep dark night. <laughs> I wanna eat this baby by the pale moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> gonna eat our baby tonight, tonight. We're gonna eat all the babies tonight, tonight. <laughs> stop right there, tiny bird. The way you stop eating the Before baby. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so David Lynch and Andrew Bottomonteri are okay music producers, but come on, let's get some Jim Steinman in on this right now. Yeah, well, yeah, let's do this. Turn around. Like, let's kickstart a remake. 
<laughs> We've got so many Kickstarters going on right now. Like, <laughs> why not? I, I spent all this? night torturing my coworkers by singing Meatloaf. I might as well take it out on our listeners, too. True. Yeah. <laughs> Already could have had Newman torturing. doing all the music. <laughs> Randy Newman? <laughs> Yes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a big oh God. Hey, have either of you ever seen Cop Rock? <laughs> oh no! This is the I've worst fucking thing ever. Yeah, I've, I've heard the worst. The worst thing is that it's it. not the only show that was trying to do that at that time. There were two different shows that tried to be serious, dramatic, musical, hour-long television. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the other one, but the, they were like, "We're going to start a whole new genre." It's like not if nobody fucking watches it, dumbass. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm nope, still no, you're stuck not. on Newman doing the score for this. Girl falls down, meet demon coming up. <laughs> There's a little guy, light bulb oh, no. on a skateboard. She was in the truck. <laughs> it's not you, it's just us. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, not a log. We love it. <laughs> What's with those bobbers? Oh, we love it. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Oh. I hear we've got a real movie after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily we're going to get back to movies. Some real, real time. movies like Beverly this- Hills Cop Three, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds Two. <laughs> Speaking of, I do have to give you kudos for saying it was this week's experiment because it really does feel like we are being controlled and just spoon-fed absolute shit and we have to keep dealing with this until we lose our sanity. Now, to to be fair, that was my life before we started this podcast anyway. True. That's true. I used to to subject Ty to this. (laughs) <laughs> like whatever whatever was on now. YouTube or Netflix I'd make him watch with me. Yeah, I would like to deny that, but I also spent $14 on Vinegar Syndrome over their sale and bought Freedom for Lust, or Lust for Freedom, one of the earlier trauma films. You know, uh, Joe Bob goes to the drive-in has really given me some great suggested viewing here. There's one called Fury of the Succubus that has Britt Eklund. Hell yeah. Uh, there's there's one called Kill Squad with Cameron Mitchell, Mark of Quality. That is an amazing movie. <laughs> and oh god, there's, just there, say. There, there's oh no, there, oh yeah, no, there's uh, oh, god, was it like uh, it's called like uh, intimate affairs or something like that, and it's it, and it's all about uh, a French brothel that like steal international secrets, but it's just an ex- excuse to have like softcore sex around the world. Speaking of, I found uh, again during the sale because there's nothing else to talk about with this movie thing. <laughs> I also bought uh, first time on Blu-ray, Lust. In the dust. Oh the shit! With Divine, with Divine. <laughs> that's uh, that's Paul Bartel, Ooh. isn't it? The director of Death Race yes. two thousand. Yepper. Did Did you ever see um? Did you ever see Cannonball, the follow up that he did to Death Race two thousand? Yes. That movie is great. Sadly. That movie is great. That's way <laughs> the hell better than Cannonball Run or any of those other ones. I really, I really appreciated that one. Since I've had a fever, I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Yeah, they became horror movies <laughs> because you had the fever. <laughs> the fever. <laughs> You watch you watch well, really scary weird. stuff like while you were sleeping and uh, twenty eight days. <laughs> Not the later one. The follow up to twenty eight days later. You know it's funny when I was at I worked at Hollywood Video when twenty eight weeks later came out and a lot of people thought it was a sequel to the Sandra Bullock movie. 
They straight up did not understand. That's the only way I saw it. Not enough love for 28 weeks. Did give you any nightmares, or did Cage have any nightmares? Actually, I wanted to. I wanted you know, to I actually, I actually had an industrial dream also after watching this. But uh, let's let's listen to yours what? first. It's probably cooler. I doubt it. Um, mine was actually a couple months ago. Um, and when like the whole um, uh, Erica Quakey thing was in the news with a uh, Cage's four day marriage, and uh, it turns out like she's looking for spousal support from him. Yep. And so I had a, I had a dream nightmare. I don't know what you'd call it, um, where I was, I was back in college and I kept getting lost on campus. And then, uh, a, a whole herd of Nick Cage's exes were coming up to attack us. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's shit. just like that time we got <laughs> followed by the take back the night crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and we yelled back at them. That is a true story. <laughs> they followed us for a pretty good ways. It was creepy there for a minute. I thought they were going to whip up the pitchforks and torches. I think that may have informed this nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they were coming at us. They were about to attack us. And I was like, and, and all of a sudden Nick Cage is there and he's like, shit, we can't go around them. We got to go through them. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. So I, I like get ready to fight and I'm about to clock one of these bitches when then all of a sudden Nick says, what are you doing? And I was like, what? I'm about to fight him. And he says, this is a musical, Linda. <laughs> God damn it. I gotta be so me. I, so there I was beating the shit out of his exes, except for Patricia Arquette, because I love Patricia Arquette and I can't beat her oh. up. I was beating the shit out of his exes, singing Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> then I, well, I woke shit, up. That one's pretty good. <laughs> I yeah, that's why I, I can't say it's really a nightmare, but I did wake up thinking like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but I guess it's I mean, if you're going to kick somebody's ass, it's a good song. So you beat but, up um, people in a musical, and in my dream, I throw feces at my spirit animal. That that's how we work. I, I've had uh, I've had a number of dreams through the years where there's like a, an evil version of somebody I know who looks just like them, and they'll like come at me for some reason. They're usually wearing like an old timey three piece suit, complete with vest and chain, and they'll they'll be coming after me. And for some reason, I can't stop them, so I just keep flinging things at them. But there's nothing heavy to throw. There's always I'm always like chucking pens and pocket change and stuff. It's kind of like that scene in Friday the Thirteenth Part One where she's getting chased in, in the shed by Mrs. Voorhees and she keeps throwing like pipes yeah. and things at her and she just bounces yeah. off her because she's nuts you know except <laughs> and i don't i don't have anything even that good i'm like ah oh, mouse pad ah oh, stop <laughs> here's a coaster no, you brutes <laughs> so then in your dream you find me and they just put me in front of you like a <laughs> linda hold them off i'll get help yeah <laughs> <laughs> For some reason in my dream, I can never kick somebody's ass. It's a rare day when I'm when I'm when I'm at all effectual. So back to nine eleven. <laughs> we all know who really caused nine eleven. I'll drive that tanker. It was Michael J. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's just trying to shift blame for himself, like trying to pull, play Arabs and Jews off against one another. It's like it was really you rubbing his hands to go out there, going. <laughs> <laughs> We 
know your story, Anderson. <laughs> so chicken and waffles with syrup or chicken waffles and sausage gravy? Well, wait, wait, sausage why do I have to choose? Monster. Why not have both? <laughs> Just put it all in a bucket and mix it up real good. No. I'll be right at it. <laughs> Call it the, the answer's always crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, after 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 watching this, I actually I actually went to sleep and I had a weird dream. It was a dream that I was reading and working, and I was reading this book about this about this guy complaining about the Soviet country that he lives in. Except in reality, I still work at Target, which is what makes it a nightmare. And oh, I, and for some reason, they have these two customer service greeter desks at, at 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 the entrance. And there's one that's further more in the forefront, and there's one that's like more in the back. And I'm like at the one in the back, and I look up for my book, and I'm like, hey, other person who's working the the front desk, can I take a break? And they're like, well, I guess so. Why don't you go check with the people over there in the office? So I go and I walk around to like this, this, this door over by like the photo mat because they still have one because I worked at fucking Target 14 years ago. And, and I go through these, these, these series of small back rooms and I find somebody in the storehouse and, and, and I'm like, Hey, can I take a break or what? They're like, well, I don't know what are they covered out there? And I'm like, IDK, can I go or what? And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then I walk back and the other room is suddenly huge and there's like cars driving through it. And there's like all these all these pipes and random garbage, and it's kind of like the room with the cardboard crusher at Walgreens. And there is this gigantic trash compactor. It's like three stories tall, and it's on wheels that are larger than those for a locomotive. And I'm like, wow, it's kind of metal in here. And I whip out my phone and I want to film it all, but then I'm like, oh wait, I'll get in trouble. And then I woke up. Well, damn, my dreams are stupid. Well, <laughs> stupid dreams. <laughs> Dumbass dreams. Get out of my head, woman. <laughs> Humiliator, get out of my dreams and into my car. I need to. I need to figure oh, out that lucid God. dreaming thing. So next time I'm I'm in Dream Target, I could just start stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> or raise a meat Satan. That's meat right. I'll sick meat Satan on him. I mean, meat <laughs> Satan in the in the Industrial Symphony here doesn't really do much. He kind of stands up and tap dances around a little. They you know. struggle to stand up. Yeah, Meet Satan wasn't having a very good time. That's probably why Meet Satan it's like, fades nice out. Nice to him. meet you. Since we're about to um, to get into 1991 with the next Ooh. movie, um, I guess this would be a good time to talk about uh, what Jesus. Nick Cage used to do with his evenings in the, the late 80s. Okay. Um, or who did he, he used to do with his quote, evenings? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really fucking exciting. Um, quote, what do I do all night? I sit in my bathtub with a special kind of sea soap and smell the salty piece of rope from the Santa Monica appear and try to transport myself to the ocean it's right there Salt. just go outside <laughs> <Right>? you sack <laughs> of crap <laughs> epsom salts baking soda sea salt and david bowie's low that's a good bath or i'll stroll into the living room and watch my jewel encrusted tortoise walk along the carpet i'll watch my shark swim end quote <laughs> You know, well, I kind well, of that, that all depends bat, on what's on low. Which, which 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 album was that? I know I know that's the one that has the same cover um, as the man who fell to earth. Um, you know that's a good question. Damn it, woman! If anybody I, knew, it'd be you. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, it, I know that it has uh, it has changes on it, doesn't it? I don't know. And I had to keep Firefox closed so it's not to submarine the whole computer. Uh, so basically, but, um, his evenings are recreating altered states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nikki, but, I mean, if you I, love I, me, I, I, defy I, it! <laughs> <laughs> 
to say that if it were me, I mean, it sounds like an okay kind of bath, but I would rather have reality playing. Mm. I don't know. It, it, it's for for a bath, you know, I'd say reality is more fitting. Bath. But does he sit to a rubber duck? I hope so. Like, duck, tonight we're going to trance into the ocean. I swear. <laughs> Bert, oh, you're okay, shouting, Bert. For low, I just looked it up. He had speed of life. And uh, sound and vision. Sound and vision's good, but I don't know. It's no diamond. Not dogs. my favorite. Any Anywho, we we so we Jewel could. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that's. I'm surprised that didn't wander off on stage. <laughs> well, um, uh, he also shared an interesting um, an interesting nightmare uh, experience. Oh, he, he had, had a nightmare now. Yeah, that's what I was hoping yeah. for. Earlier. Okay. Okay. So, well, it's a bit of a story okay, here. Yeah, okay, so he says, it. sometimes I play games. I've always thought that things like the devil can't affect me because I don't believe in them. So one night I was talking with a friend and in a cocky way, I called up Lucifer and said to my friend, okay, you can make a deal with him. You can ask for a happy family with love and beautiful children, or you can be the next Jimi Hendrix and have three platinum albums and be the guitar revolutionary of the universe. He chose love. That night, I had a very visceral dream. Some guy that looked like something out of a Dostoevsky novel with a floppy hat and a shabby coat. He looked like Oscar from The Odd Couple, walked into the room and all the windows shot up with bricks and I couldn't escape and I felt pure mortal terror in my heart. He said, I'm Francisco Durante, and I'm the devil. And he pointed his finger at me, and he glared at me, and I woke up terrified. It was the green man, Alicia, and the two-pronged crown! (laughs) (laughs) The next day, I looked up Francisco Durante in the Encyclopedia Britannica, and there was this guy yeah, from 18th century Napoli, which is where my or Naples, excuse me, where which is where my family is from, and he was a teacher of classical music. Strange. End quote. I own your soul. The friend he was talking to was Billy Corgan. I put the curse on that man. <laughs> so yeah, he may or may not have called up the devil. Yeah, I could see him doing that. There you have it. That explains so. Captain Corelli's mandolin. <laughs> which we will get into we'll have to remember (laughs) thank you satan for this delicious hey do you remember marco beltrami the composer i shit on earlier he composed the score to knowing oh oh Oh, and 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 that remake of the omen with uh, leave schreiber please oh and julius now even even getting to see julius styles get all killed didn't didn't save that piece of shit movie even though i'd wanted to see her get all killed for quite some time well you get to see uh later you get to see nick cage kick lily sobieski in the tummy yeah next best thing (laughs) you you know that 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 part in uh in the in the wicker man the cage did uh the part where he punches out sister beach when i when i was uh when i was doing experiments in animation one of the earliest things i did was i actually cut that part out frame by frame and put it into one of my animations damn yeah. so do we face off i guess i mean can oh yeah like who should have who should have been in this for 2 off. minutes instead of nicolas cage uh, Gary Busey, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Billy mm. Barty. 
Well, if we're gonna do like uh, so, so you know how you know how in like in like uh, in like old like bad sci-fi, like the solution was always to reverse the polarity. So if uh, if Industrial Symphony Number One is Port of Call, New Orleans, <laughs> you turn it awesome by switching out Nicolas Cage with Harvey Keitel. I'm gonna have to Clearly. take off, baby. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're joking me, aren't you? It's us I can't handle. <laughs> Do we see his dick in this one? <laughs> You're gonna be okay. Say the goddamn words. Can we still have Billy Barty? Because um, Billy Barty, yeah, Billy Barty, yeah, yeah. All we right, we get not? we get the, we Fuck get it. the good version of everything, you know, and 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 we yeah. don't use it's the Julie Cruz music. It's just us. I can't handle anymore. <laughs> we, we 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 replace Julie Cruz with Roxette. That yeah, works. Yeah. Okay. See? Yeah. All there right. you go. It's all fixed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julie Cruz. Oh, I um, I want to say Stephen Weber, but that's just because I've seen his out of focus penis just recently. That's so. what I've been missing. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your phone tell you you have to clean the lens to take a clear picture? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, you saw the blockbuster said, edit you of his stop penis. Sending these pics. <laughs> <laughs> like what will my husband say <laughs> that's a blurry penis Linda <laughs> you gotta clean your lens before they that's take right it. wash it every day Roxy's <laughs> wearing and keep your, so- your toenails trimmed for the love of god <laughs> so did you guys find any wisdom from this um, it's, it's, uh, if, if you want to wake up your audience that you've lulled into a state of stupor, uh, just, just, uh, <laughs> bounce a chicken address off a car and bring Satan to life. Yeah. I mean, I learned with meat. if you ever want to break up with someone, just hire a clarinet player and Billy Barty to give the same speech over again. And it's the Hell best yeah. thing you can do. For no, I banda. Tell them what you want to say during a breakup. <laughs> make it a performance piece. <laughs> Uh, he's not going to be in the remake of uh, Willow, is he? Uh, it's not or a remake. Sequel, it's a it sequel TV show. Oh. Yeah. Everything's a fucking show now. Yeah. yeah. Fuck everything. Indeed. Huh. Fuck the world. Stupid ass binge watch shows. It's wisdom. like, hey, audience, <laughs> I don't respect your time. Sit around and watch this for seven hours in a row and maybe something will happen. Wink, wink. You would never yeah, have watched Berlin Alexander Platz. <laughs> it's like, oh, th- yeah. these, these are audiences who would not have watched the Sorrow and the Pity, the Holocaust miniseries, or the Decalogue. But for some reason, if it's presented as a Netflix show, they're like, oh, now it's digestible. Yeah. It's Bucket like, sheep. we know you're, you're, you're going to watch, Linda. <laughs> what do you think, Linda? <laughs> you know, they're going to be, uh, they're talking about making a show out of uh, The Name of the Wind, and you know it's fucking made for me. Mm. But I, I'm that one person. So. One percent. Anyway, I found the wisdom of don't break up over the goddamn phone. But well, but he was already far away. Don't text message breakup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll stay with you forever, JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Break it up, though. For real, real. <laughs> AFK BRB forever. <laughs> I, wait, I, I, I thought, uh, I thought, you know, you didn't actually come out and say anything anymore. You just kind of blocked the person, you know. Ghost yeah. him. TLDR by Felicia. Smiley yeah. Face. 
I mean, you know, because uh, you got to make sure you send a gif with that. Con- confrontation just isn't a thing anymore, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody ever liked confrontation, but, you know, come on, man. No. Like no. Nicolas Cage said, I avoid it the like only I way around it. it is through it. Right. With a sound. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you took the watch out of my mouth. I must have been you were kissing me. Oh, That's what I'm saying. That would have. I think Donnie won face off this week. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf would have done better. <laughs> and he did. Uh, he ate a baby. <laughs> Let's make a show out of it. <laughs> well, you know, hey, if if you uh, if you bread it and fry it, you know, it's food now. Would meatloaf would meatloaf eat his own hand? <laughs> this hand's a lemon, and I want my money back. <laughs> We're going to have to hold that poll on Twitter. Uh, funny, I don't taste like meatloaf. Hot for two And with that, <laughs> I can't do it no more. I got to go. <laughs> Okay, so let's 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 do some let's do some crimes, man. <laughs> crimes. Crimes. We almost forgot plugs. Butt plugs. Donnie, what do you got going on? God, why the fuck we start with me? I never have a plug. I don't have a well, life. I, uh, this is the only thing I do with myself. Come on, get no, uh, uh, Donnie. I heard you recorded a very interesting audio book this week. I think you were going to discuss that with us. It was a very in-depth study. Well, Slap My Ass and Lather and Gravy, Volume 1 through 3, is coming out next month. So, I mean, look forward to that. I'll be advertising it on The Boy Who Blew over on PornTube. Otherwise, I hear it's uh, fantastic. It's really something. And Twitter, that's me. And I just saw Stephen Webber's Out of Focus Wang. (laughs) (laughs) I got that going. Adrian, what about you? Uh, Speaking of Out of Focus Wang, um, I've actually downloaded OBS, so I'm going to be posting drawing videos over on my YouTube, which you can uh, either search out through uh, Leo the Fox, all lowercase, or A.A. Smith. Uh, mostly my videos are complaining about books and my random cartoons, but now you're also going to see what it looks like when I draw my shit. The first one I'm going to be posting on, well, by the time this is up, it'll already be up, but uh, it's going to be a landscape thing. So don't fear the Pinor right away. It will appear later. Yes. Can you do like commissions? Well, you got money for an out of focus penis picture. <laughs> I, I could draw out of focus penis pictures till the cows come home. That'd be easy. I was thinking of like um, a cross between that that Wang uh, scene in um, Sleepaway Camp, <laughs> crossed with, uh, but you know, th- in this scene, it's um, Jessica Fletcher. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Angela Lansbury. What do you think? All right, I'll, I'll find a random twink, twink picture, and I'll and I'll and I'll find a I'll get a film still of of uh, of freaking uh, Angela Lansbury yawning and just toss it on. Yes. <laughs> Why, okay. Grady? Right, you caught me you in the shower with nothing more than a picture of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell we're all real artistic types here. Yes, we're very artistic. 
You know, uh, at the yeah. Hollywood video where I used to work, uh, we, we had like, uh, we had these bits up on the ceiling where there were like columns, uh, like, uh, crossbars and stuff like that. And there were like old cutouts of celebrities from when the store had first opened in like 99. And, uh, my coworker, Brian Fullerton made one. It was one of those hand turkeys, which he marked as Skittles team of griddles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the, when the Hollywood video closed down and reopened briefly as a spirit Halloween store, it was still up there. <laughs> That's awesome. Sadly, it's an auto parts store now and none of the original ceiling remains. And I went in there once and said, I just wanted to look um, around because I worked here once. And they're like, sure, you want to buy anything? And I'm like, fuck you all. <laughs> and then I left because it was weird. I miss living near you when you worked there. So. So... Especially dumpster diving. When do you, they got do you remember the, the time you you had that you had that one boyfriend from out of state and he had some friends who visited and uh, and I met them at a party uh, and earlier in the day I'd made a new account for them at Hollywood Video and I'd like somehow grievously offended them. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and they and they were just acting like all traumatized, like like you were you were so rude. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of shrugged and be like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> How did we get That's here? That's just Adrian. <laughs> so back on our podcast, uh, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, a podcast where, where people can find us. Oh, oh yeah, that that's a thing, isn't it? Um, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at Cages Kiss, or you could write to us at Cages Kiss at gmail.com. That's the one. Or you can go to our website, www.cageskiss.com. Uh, that one has no next apostrophe. Week we're going to be doing Zandali. This is your Cages Kiss. <laughs> no, the only way this can end is the way Billy Barty would have wanted it. We just say click. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. Please. <laughs>